Thank you for listening to sermons by Chaplain Braswell. We hope that you are encouraged by these messages and that God will continue to bless you. And now, today's sermon. Good morning. I thank each and every one of you for being joining us on Facebook Live or via the hospital network. And I pray that God's grace and mercy will be upon you this very day. For this is a special day. This is Mother's Day, a day we celebrate what our mothers mean to us. And I know that I'm celebrating uh, with my wife, the mother of our children and grandma to our grandchildren, but I'm also celebrating with my mother, uh, Wanda Kelly, and who is a great example of godliness and steadfastness. And I really, truly appreciate uh, all that she has done in my life, as we all appreciate our mothers. And um, my, both my grandmothers are passed away, but I know that they are rejoicing in heaven this very moment with all of us on this Mother's Day. And for Mother's Day, I want us to open up. If you have your Bibles, if not, grab a Bible, pick up your phone or whatever, flip to the text real quick. But we're going to be studying out of uh, Matthew uh, chapter 4 at 15, talking about the faith of the Canaanite woman and also in Mark chapter 7. Uh, parallel chapter, and Mark is dictating from the Apostle Peter. And he Mark wasn't present at all of this, so he's dictating from Peter's recollections of it, and it's all written down in the Gospel of Mark for you. But as we turn to Matthew chapter 15, let me tell you about a story. I, don't, I heard about the story. I don't know if it's really true or not, but the story is of after the earthquake, one of the earthquakes in Japan, a home fell down, and as rescuers are going through the home, the rubble, they find a body of a woman, and she is crouched over, uh, almost in a prayer position on her knees, and her back is busted, her head is busted, and she's deceased. And they looked for her, and they touched her, and she's cold, and, and she's no longer with us on earth. And so they, sadly, were looking for those survivors. So they went on, and the, have somebody from from recovery to come and get her later. And so, as the story goes, uh, somehow this one rescuer, uh, he didn't feel easy about leaving her. So he went back and he went to feel again and he found underneath a baby and frankly cried and got all the other rescuers there. They dug out the rubble and they found the baby alive. And with that baby was a cell phone from the mother and she says, the simple text she wrote on the phone was, if you survive, know that I love you. And all the rescuers were crying at that message as it was passed around. Everybody read that message and that baby was found alive and she shielded her baby from danger and from certain death. I don't know if that story is true or not, but it does give us a picture of a mother's sacrifice and what mothers would do for their child. And for all the moms out there, you know that your, your children are special to you and you're going to do anything to be able to protect your children. And that's what we're going to read about today in this text, about a mother who cared so desperately for her daughter to get healing that she stopped at nothing to get Jesus' attention. She pushed the disciples aside, and she went and fell right at Jesus' feet. And let's talk about that in just a moment. But first, let me pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you praying for your grace, your mercy, and your love in our lives today. And I pray that Lord, you touch us no matter where we are at in this 
kind of auspicious time that we are living in. The Lord of the COVID-19 virus, we're all separated by physicalness, but we are still together through technology. But Lord, I pray that you just work in everybody's life who are watching this now or who will view it later on. I pray that you touch them in a powerful way and let us not only realize the, how great our mothers are to us in life, but our, our Heavenly Father more so is awesome in our life to give us the love, the care, the protection that each and every one of us needs and desires and hopes and cries out for. So Lord, I pray that you just work through our lives and let us see you high and exalted and lifted up. Use me, Lord, and these lips of clay to say exactly what you want to be said as a prophet for this very moment to proclaim your word, not mine. In Jesus' name I pray and declare, amen. Yeah. Amen. As you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15, you'll note that there's some great characteristics about this passage. It is an awesome passage, an awesome story that it is told to us as Jesus is leaving the area of Gesenareth and he's traveling through Tyre and Sidon, which is modern day Jordan and Syria. And he encounters this Canaanite woman. Mark says, as Peter, uh, Peter's telling through Mark, uh, it's a Syrophoenician woman. And, and this greatly Canaanite woman, and she's a Gentile, she's not a Jew. And, and so he just, she comes running to Jesus. She hears about Jesus. And the scene is that her daughter is suffering. She not only has an illness, but she's suffering horribly, terribly, possibly even through demon possession. And, and this woman is such and, and fearfulness and she took her daughter to the doctors and, and all the, tried all the medicines and techniques of the day and nothing would cure her daughter. Nothing at all. She tried everything. Nothing worked. But she heard about Jesus. Yeah. She heard that Jesus was traveling through the vicinity and she comes running to Jesus asking for Jesus' help. In fact, she's not asking for Jesus' help. She is crying out for help. In fact, the Greek word is kakos, which is linked to the word kakosis. And it means it is a pain of suffering that this daughter is going through. And this woman is crying out, crying out. In fact, the cry means a cry of a raven. That she is crying out so desperately, so horribly, so loudly, to get everybody's attention, even the disciples were irritated at her. They didn't want to send her away. Let me ask you this. What is it that you are asking Jesus for today? What is it? Some of you are suffering today. Some of you are going through disease and sickness and illness, family turmoil, situations that, that, all, that nobody can help out with. People have tried to help you out with. Then nothing will help, but only Jesus can help. The Bible tells us that Jesus says, in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, Jesus says this, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. If anybody says to a mount, this mountain, go, throw yourself in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe as you've all received it, and it is yours. Again, Jesus says in Luke chapter 11, verses 9 and 10, 
So I say to you, ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks, receives. Those who seeks, they will find. To him who knocks, the door will be opened to him. In John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, Jesus says this, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. And he will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for some things. Is that what the Bible says? No, it doesn't say that at all. It says, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Jesus took this issue very seriously. Jesus says that whatever you ask for by faith, he will accomplish in your life. Is Jesus a liar? No, of course not. Jesus is not a liar. And so the problem arises, though, that the world mocks us for our faith as Christians. They'll mock us. They look at us. and they, The easy target is they see the televangelists who are asking for money. So, and they end up buying their Rolls Royces and their yachts and their, their seven, $7 million Lear jets and, and the, all that stuff of the world. And they look at that and they mock us. They mock us. And they say, all you Christians are just money hungry. That's, there's no such thing as faith because all you want is to project that faith so that people will give you money. Is that what the scripture tells us? No, the scripture tells us that Jesus said for us, whatever we ask for in prayer, it will be accomplished. Do you want a healing? Do you want a financial breakthrough? Do you want a miracle to happen in your life? Do you need family members to receive salvation? Do you want the devil to be destroyed in your life? Do you want your life to be rearranged and made more whole? Do you want to have peace in life? then ask Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, ask him for those things, those miracles in your life, and it will be done. Now, yes, God will answer in the way he wants to answer. He has his own timeline. Our timeline is small, but God's is bigger. God has the ability, he created time and space. He has the ability to go in and out of time and space whenever he wants to course correct our lives. So when we ask for a prayer to be answered, he will answer it in his own way and divine will to be accomplished in your life. Something far greater than you can ever ask for or imagine, but he is working it out. He is never late. He was always on time. God is working behind the scenes in your life today to find the solution in your life for you. No matter what is going on, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, God is working it out. We have a big, powerful, awesome God who created the universe, but is still intimate and in love with you. He is our heavenly father who loves us as his children. And what father is going to give you know, a snake to a child when they ask for bread? What child, what father is going to give us bad, evil things when we ask for the needs to be met? No, our father loves us and he's going to give us the very best in our life. And he wants to give us the very best in your life today. Now, this woman, she's crying out for help. And so many times you and I are crying out for help. The world says, well, 
you know, the Bible's not real. It's fantasy. We only can believe in science. You know, today we have a lot of science being thrown around or out. But it, science is always changing, always evolving, right? Because they think one answer, for example, they say eggs are bad for you one day. Then they say eggs are the best thing that you could ever eat right now. So it always changes. They're always making a hypothesis and always trying to prove it. And, and they always have to change how things go along. The pragmatists will say there's no God with such a much evil in this world. The philosopher will ponder the existence of God and question the validity of a Christian's faith. The humanist says, I'm the captain of my own fate. The scientist looks at the world and they need verifiable evidence. The physician will say, look at the human body and look at medicine and, and see uh, diet and exercise. Those are the answers. But there's only one answer, especially in this time of COVID-19. And that is God. That's right. That is Jesus. That is revival. That is coming back to him. That is prayer. So many times people want to take away God from the entire equation. But let me tell you something. I'm here to tell you right here and right now. There's only one answer for the COVID-19 virus. One answer. One medicine. One cure. And that is Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what may happen to your body. Even if we go on to be in eternal slumber, you know what? If you have Jesus, then you're going to be with Jesus him anyway. But let me tell you something. There's only one answer, and that is Jesus. Jesus is the answer for your eternal soul. Jesus is the answer for everything in life. Jesus. It's not wishing upon a star like at Disney World. It's faith. Faith. In Jesus, faith in something bigger than you, faith in something bigger than me, faith in something bigger than us all. It is faith in a God who hears us, who loves us, and who wants to answer us. James chapter 2, verse 18 and 19 says, Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there's only one God? Good. Even the demons believe that, and they tremble. Show your faith, but you have to have action with that faith. You have to do something with that faith. Elijah had faith, right? He was a prophet of God. Yet, one point in his life, he got comfortable in his faith. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 through 7, it tells a story of how there was a great famine in the land. And after, uh, after Elijah was running away and from, in terror from the king and queen, he goes to the Jordan River and to wait out this famine, wait out the drought that's going on. And God, he hides under a bush, and God gives him food by the mouth of a raven. He also feeds him by the little trickling water in an old dried up brook. God is taking care of Elijah. But there come the point in time that Elijah was getting too comfortable in his faith. God wanted him to go to a widow who was in need, who needed a miracle in her life. But Elijah wouldn't go where he was at. God had to stop the ravens from bringing the food. And had to stop the brook and dry it up for him to get moving. So many times we, in our life, we get comfortable where we're at. But God says, I have something greater for you. I have something for you to do. I have somebody to, for you to come in contact with, somebody to help, somebody who's in need. I need you as my prophet to go into the life so that the miracle that they're praying for, you're going to answer it by your word, by your touch by your healing, by your help, by your tender hands, God's going to use you just like he wanted to use Elijah. 
So many times we have to get moving, don't we? We have to get moving. And that's what happens to this woman. She's not satisfied with anything but getting to Jesus. She pushes through the crowds. She's crying out. And I said a moment ago, the Greek word krazo is a word for raven. She's crying out like a raven. In fact, the tense in the Greek saying it's ongoing. She is screaming. She is crying out. In fact, that word is used 55 times in the Bible, in the New Testament. And each time, it's the cry of desperation. When somebody's at their end of the rope, it's the cry of Peter when he started to sink in the water. It's the cry of Jesus when he cried out his last, it is finished, while on the cross, crying out to the Father. And it's also the cry of demons when they're crying out, is Jesus telling them to leave? That word is the word of desperation, the cry of desperation. And here this woman is crying out in desperation for Jesus to help her. She is suffering. Her daughter is suffering and she wants help. And she's tried everything. And this thing she hasn't tried. And that is to go to Jesus. She doesn't know Jesus. She just heard, hears of the rumors, the reputation of Jesus. But here's something that's distinct. She cries out and she gives Jesus a messianic title. Lord, son of David, have mercy upon me. She recognizes Jesus as the son of David. He's the Messiah, the Hamashiach, the, the, the coming one, the son of God. She recognizes when, when all the Jews would not, she, a Gentile, recognizes that Jesus is the Messiah. And she cries out for him. My daughter is suffering terribly. Help me. And she doesn't stop. She pushes all the disciples away and she steps right in front of Jesus and kneels right down at his feet. And that's when she starts having this dialogue with Jesus. And Jesus said, it's not right to take the bread away, the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Now, wait a minute. Jesus is calling this woman a dog. Do you get the terminology here? But see, that's the way Jews in that day talked about other people who were non-Jews. They were dogs. And he's using the language, the, the slang of that day. But here he's he's looking for faith and he finds that faith. The woman has great faith. She says, yes, but even though dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. See, she calls Jesus the master. She calls Jesus the son of God. She has faith. And Jesus notes that this woman has great faith. And he says, let it be done as you wish. Philippians 4.13 says this, that I can do all things, everything through him, Jesus Christ, who gives me the strength. There's nothing impossible with us who believe. In fact, that's what the angel told Mary when she was about the birth announcement, that nothing is impossible with God. We serve a mighty, powerful, awesome God who wants to work miracles in your life. So what is it you're believing God for? Hang on. What is it that you need God to answer? Hang on in prayer. We just don't pray one time and give up. It's like the story of the persistent widow who goes before the judge. She's always begging for for that judgment, the persistence. That's what we need to have in our life. Keep on pressing on. Keep on pressing in. Keep on asking, begging, pleading with the Lord to take care of this, and he's going to take care of it. 
just like he did with this woman who had great faith because she stepped out. She recognized who Jesus was and that Jesus would do this miracle. In Matthew 17, verse 20, Jesus said, I tell you, because you have so faith, because the disciples had an inability to drive out demons, Jesus said, because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, pretty small, you can say to this mountain, go and be removed from here to there and it'll move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing. What is it that you think in life is impossible for you to have or to accomplish? I'm not talking about worldly gain. I'm not talking about worldly riches. Everybody always wants their bills to be paid. Yes, everybody. a lot of people say, I want money. I want to win the lotto. And, and in fact, majority statistically, people who win the lotto end up broke and destitute, divorced, miserable than they were before. Very small people, amount of people know how to handle that amount of money that fast. Let, let me tell you something. He's going to take care of your needs. He's going to take care of those things that you're crying out for. He's going wants to bless you, not to harm you. Our Lord God wants to see you through. He's going to see you through this crisis in life. He's going to see you through the virus. He's going to see you through that, that you lost your job or that you don't have any place to turn to. He's going to look for those things in life to answer your needs. Desperate faith sees the possible when there is no way. Faith looks what's ahead and leaves the past behind. Faith makes things happen when people say no. Faith steps out into rough seas. Faith feeds the masses with modest means. Faith overcomes high mountain passes. Faith pushes and shoves to touch the master's hand. Faith cries out to help and does not take no for an answer. Faith conquers great giants and slays countless foes. Faith is a cure for all a man's woes. Faith is the answer to all a man's ills. Faith always succumbs to the Father's will. Faith is the only way man can live at peace. Faith has a path that few travel on. Faith is found in the Savior's hand. He imparts, he touches, he pours into our lives. It's simple faith that he desires for us. Faith in him and what he can do and his faith given to me and to you. Let me tell you something. Our God is a mighty, powerful, awesome, loving God who wants to take care of your needs right now. What is it that you have in need for? Nothing is too small. I've had people tell me, I can't pray for this illness to be taken away. God has so much other things to be taken care of. I'm fine. I'll let the doctors take care of me. And that's great. Doctors are great. God uses doctors. God uses medicines. But he also uses faith. He also uses other means, supernatural means, to work in your life. Let me tell you something. God is a God of miracles. And no matter how desperate your situation, no matter you're crying out to him for help, have that assurance that he hears, he is listening, and he's going to take care of your needs right here and right now. Miracles are discovered oftentimes when we are asking for that faith, but also we're stepping out in faith, walking on the waters of uncertainty to make sure that not only are we want that help, but that we can help others too. Just like Elijah had to go and help out a widow, so too God may use you to bless somebody else. May, and it could be you are the miracle in someone's life, that they're praying for someone to come into their life. They need help, and God will send you to help that person in their time of need. You 
can be somebody's angel. You can be somebody's miracle in life. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your provision of our lives. I thank you for washing us by your blood and saving us from all of our sins. We confess right here and right now of our sins, and we ask you to continue to renew our minds and transform us into your image daily. Help us to walk in faith. Help us to stand and step out in faith. Help us to see the possible in faith, that all the impossibilities will fade and all the possibilities in faith will be there. I receive your blessing and your abundant provision in our life right now. We ask, Lord, that you release your power in our lives to accomplish that which is impossible for man to do, but for you to accomplish. We ask and claim by faith an abundance of miracles through your great power, grace, and mercy. I ask for your physical and spiritual healing, financial blessing, and prosperity in all that we say and all that we do to bring glory and honor unto you. We also ask for your blessed presence in our lives. Help us to live out faith. Help us to be used as a tool to help others to find their faith and use us in extraordinary ways. Come live big inside of us each this day, right here and right now. You know all of our needs, Lord. But right now we ask for this special need of you fill in the blank right now in this prayer. Ask the Lord right now. What is it that you need? Ask him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I love you. We ask all of this in the powerful, holy, awesome name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. To him be all the praise, glory, and honor be given in Jesus' name. Amen.